All right, so you finally got the contact details of a potential client. How can you impress them from the very first moment? That's what we're going to be covering today as we talk about portfolios and reels and how to impress the client on the first impression. All right, stick with us. Here we go. Hello and welcome back to the video editing podcast with me, your host, Shiny, and the founder of Unsplice. Thank you very much for joining us. This is actually going to be the, for those of you watching the video version of this podcast, this is actually going to be the one of the last, the second from last podcast with this current beautiful blue background because I will be moving home. I'm going to be moving to a new home in London, currently in Portugal, if you were aware, making the uh, remote editing work. But um, opportunities for my family have dictated that we're going to move to London. And so the next time after the next time is going to be in a completely different background. Uh, so wish me luck with the move. I'm also going to be getting married. So a lot changing, a lot happening. So um, thank you for your well wishes and your words of congratulations as well. So let's move on without any further ado and talk a little bit about what it is that the client is looking for. How can we impress them? Well, one of the first things as a client that you you would be looking for in a video editor probably isn't exactly what you expect. Uh, you might be thinking, well, they're looking for the quality of the work, perhaps the quality of the images in the work that you are showing them. But actually, if you are a client, you can very quickly see how the quality of the work that is in front of you. But really, what you want to know is how good is this editor at working, creating something fantastic and working autonomously? That is probably one of the most crucial things that a client is looking for. Can this editor take a brief, even a skeleton brief, a brief that is almost nothing, and roll with that and create something fantastic? So, how can we show that and how can we prove that to the client? Well, the, one of the first things is um, the, physical, the presence of your work and how we describe it. And I would recommend when you have a portfolio, make sure you add descriptions that talk a little bit about your role in the whole project how much you enjoyed it, um, what the project was about, and how that benefited the client. The, talk about the challenges, what you overcome as well. Uh, these are little things that actually the client will love and they'll lap that up. So uh, think about that as the top of the tier of things to think about. These are your top priorities of how you present yourself and your work. Let's talk about reels. 
How does your showreel, how should your showreel look? Do you need one? Well, I believe that a showreel is important. It is imperative to your you getting work as a freelancer. Now, I do think they are ultimately annoying and they don't even give an exact uh, communication of your editing skills. All the real shows, generally speaking, is that you can cut a reel. So if the client wants a documentary, how does that even help? But from a client's perspective, um, a client is not you. You are very much right if you share that opinion, but the client is not you. All they want to know is, can I trust this person? Are they going to do a good job? Are they going to work autonomously? And have they worked on a similar level projects in the past? So that should be our priority of exactly what we communicate to the client. How do we do that? Well, if you're creating a reel, then there are one of three ways you can create a reel. You can, of course, create the traditional sizzle reel, which is a highlights reel, um, cutting something in quick, quick succession, and which almost just becomes like a trailer or a teaser for your work. Cut it to one track and um, it literally just shows the quality of the shots of the stuff that you've worked on. Now, cli some clients will love that and go, oh, wow, they worked on that. Great. Oh, oh God. Yeah, definitely get them in. But um, from a executive producers or from um, an editor's perspective, actually, it, if you're trying to show off your storytelling skills, that little teaser is not going to show that. So how can we communicate that with the reel? Well, if you add 10 second snippets of narrative all lined up in a row, uh, then you will be able to show how you've created narrative and cut dialogue and cut between shots, cut between different cameras in that 10 seconds. Add a little lower third at the bottom to say what that project was from. And also you want to communicate how, what, what length the project was. For example, was it a long form or a short form? Because uh, from a producer's perspective, a, someone who has predominantly worked on short form may not be a good fit for a long form project. Um, and they will want to know if you've worked on long form, make sure that is prominent. So if you're going to create a reel, which is a series of 10 second snippets, make sure you put in the bottom, in the lower third, the duration of the final edit, as well as the name and the, um, the client that you worked for. So that's uh, that, that's really important. Um, and when you present your reel, if you can, show it in a platform, in a platform view, show it as part of a portfolio so that when they've seen the reel, then they have a catalog of some your other work or even the exact work that is in the reel underneath. Rather than just sending them one link to one video, this kind of puts them into um, this, this world, your world, where they can be absorbed into who you are, get to know you and your work a little bit better. Just sending one link can be a bit cold. 
So how can you optimize uh, your presence? Well, first things first, think about your website. You can use a website or you can use uh, services like Vimeo because Vimeo has a portfolio um, option. You can add videos to this portfolio. You send them the link to your portfolio. So if you don't want the hassle of creating your own website, then you can use a Vimeo portfolio. And um, Behance as well also has a similar portfolio tool. Send a portfolio rather than just one link. Make sure you add in the description what we just spoke about. Make sure you talk about the project, who the client was, and also the duration of the final video so that the client knows what sort of projects you worked on in the past. Here's the kicker. What's really going to set you apart is communicating your personality through this portfolio. The best way to do that is in the description of the video. So at the bottom of the video, or if you're creating your own website, um, on my portfolio website, when you hover over the video, you get a little pop-up that gives a, a description of the video and communicates my personality, more importantly. Some of the descriptions are, are dry, some of them are hilarious, some of them make puns. You know, it's just a way to communicate my personality. And every time a new client comes my way and I send them my portfolio, one of the first things they say is they love my website. And it's exactly, you know, it's, it's not a super expensive uh, website that does loads of flashy animations or anything like this. It's just the descriptions on the video. They, it, it connects with people and it's something that they remember. So use descriptions as your secret weapon. If someone thinks your work is equally as good as someone else's, or perhaps they think your work is just okay, then they could be sold on your personality. And if you can't get a face-to-face -face meeting with them and you haven't met them yet, then the descriptions of the video is the perfect place to begin. So if you feel like uh, your portfolio is a bit lacking because you are you don't have the, the kind of things on there um, that you would like to work on. Perhaps you've only been working on um, some social media videos or some TikToks or some, you know, some stuff for YouTube and you'd really like to break out into commercials, then on August the 27th, we have a um, TV commercial masterclass coming up where you will get to uh, learn how to come at a, cut a professional commercial and put it on your reel. So if you're interested in that, that's part of the Unsplice Pro uh, Gold membership. Head to unsplice.com forward slash pro and you will be able to find the uh, TV commercial masterclass and sign up for that, which is happening on August the 27th. Now I'll put a link in the show notes if that interests you. One of the other things to think about with optimizing your online presence and how you 
come, how you, uh, the initial first impression with the client is uh, so your social media presence. It's kind of underlooked because people just assume social media is for personal use or nobody's going to be looking at that. It's quite the opposite. In fact, people are looking on social media and they are looking for video editors. And social media has the benefit of being able to use hashtags, which can really play to your benefit. So if you're putting your work on social media, you can add hashtags, call out your work and be available at the end of searches for when clients are looking for video editors. Not only that, if you've made something fantastic, someone might post it in their stories and then the right person might see it and follow back to you. So social media is like this, this branch, this tree that networks out and other people are doing the networking for you. Other people are doing promotion for you. And the algorithm as well is working with you to help promote your stuff. Um, there's a one of our previous guests, David Gesselbauer. Um, I don't know if you remember him, but he is um, he spoke about his journey to becoming a commercial video editor. And one of the things that he talks about on that episode is how he uses Instagram. At the moment, he's got just over 10,000 followers on Instagram. He uses Instagram to reach out, promote. He does music videos for uh, Rammstein and other bands and other brands and other directors like this. When he posts that, these artists and these directors and these producers are posting these posts in their stories, sharing their work to their wider network. So it's like this rolling ball this of snow that, you know, gathers and gets bigger and gathers more speed. So uh, think about social media in that way. How can you curate what you share on social media to impress a client? So when they come across your website or your portfolio, they will automatically want to explore you on social media. They'll come find you. And the first thing they see should impress them. They should get an idea of what it is you're about, what you're capable of, and how you can help them. Now, this is a really good opportunity to talk about curating what it is that you put out there. Because if you have something that you're putting on your portfolio and on your website that you're not really 100% happy about, then a client is gonna see that and think exactly the same thing and probably negate all of the other great stuff in your portfolio. Your portfolio is only as good as your worst work. So make sure that you have only the best stuff that you are proud of and also only things that you really want to work on. If you've only ever created YouTube, uh, small YouTube videos, and you, you've, you've cut one documentary and you're like, I absolutely love documentaries, I wanna just do those now. Just put the one documentary on and create that as your portfolio. Beef it up a bit and make, make it so that you are now 
a documentary editor. Then the client is going to see that they'll see you're inexperienced or you have you don't have much experience, but they understand that you are only interested in cutting documentaries. And that is where your mindset is and that is where your skill set is as well. Some other ways to promote your work are uh, LinkedIn as well. LinkedIn can be a good opportunity to connect with producers who work for production companies. Um, don't just message them out of the blue with a, hi, check out my work. If you're going to contact people on, on um, LinkedIn, make sure that you start a connection first. Either get a recommendation from someone you know, or um, start by liking and commenting on some posts and congratulating them. Start bonding with them before you go in for the hard sell. Treat it like dating, you know? You're not immediately gonna, as soon as you meet someone, ask them to marry you. You have to work, you know, work to build a relationship, build rapport and build trust. Uh, another way to promote your work is IMDb. Of course, a lot of people have IMDb, especially in the film world, but in the commercials world, less so much. Um, it's up to you to decide whether you think IMDb is a good fit for you. Because f as commercial editors, uh, nobody's checking IMDb. They're just going to check your website and see what other work you've, you've cut on. And um, most producers that I work with, in even in documentary and broadcast, they ask to see a credit list, a CV and a credit list, and not an IMDb link. Um, so if uh, short films is something that really interests you, IMDb is a fantastic um, resource because then you can connect with the directors that are out there that you worked with um, and the other people who worked on the product on the production to create this web of links that all go back to each other. And that's a fantastic way to get discovered um, when those other people are working their way up. That film that you worked on gets pushed around and they come back to you. Um, and um, Vimeo, of course, has staff picks. So if you do use Vimeo to host all of your videos, then if you're lucky enough to work with fantastically talented people and create a, an edit that gets recognized as a staff pick, congratulations. Now that is promoted across Vimeo to their many thousands of people and your work is getting self-promoted without you actually having to do anything. So use all of these... Um, to these uh, places of presence. I was going to say touch points, but um, I absolutely hate that word. Um, the places on which a, uh, a client can come across you in the wide world, make sure they are all on point and tailored. You want to, if you think about when a client comes across you, you want to create an experience. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to um, create an experience so that they will laugh um, and remember you. So make it beautiful. Make it um, make it something that they will remember for the rest of the day. And that kind of goes down to what we spoke about earlier. Communicate your personality 
only show the best and only show the best stuff. And if you can design it in a way that's appealing, then absolutely do that. I personally dislike websites that are just plain black and white and they just show the portfolio on a grid. Add a splash of color in there, make it memorable, add some kind of interactive feature. For example, on my website, I have a hover over, you hover over the video, thumbnail gives you a description. Just, just little things, it doesn't have to be a lot. And this is all within a basic, um, you know, website host. This is just a basic template. Think about that and how you can, the client can step away from your website, rem remembering your website and uh, remembering you later that day and further on later that week when they are looking for work and looking for someone. Um, I like to think that you get back what you put out there. So if you are putting out the best work and if you're putting out your personality, you're going to attract clients who match with that. You're going to attract clients who are nicer and match your personality. And you're going to attract clients, uh, if you put out your best work, you're going to attract clients that work to that level or better. So um, think about it that way. Put out what you want to receive. And this kind of goes back to what I was speaking about earlier. If there, If you feel like you would love to work on commercials, TV commercials, but you don't really have the portfolio or the experience to do so, then a client may not trust you to cut their commercial for them. But there is a solution because on August the 27th, we are hosting the uh, TV commercial masterclass where you get to cut a TV commercial in just uh, two hours and You'll also get the footage, the raw footage to cut with, and you'll get to put that TV commercial on your showreel and show that as a showcase of your skills and the level of TV commercial work that you have cut before. So if you're interested in learning more about that, head to unspice.com forward slash pro um, or click the link down in the show notes. Now, before I go, hopefully this has given you some ideas on how to present your work and how to create the best first impression with your client when you reach out to them. Um, these tips and are very similar to some of the stuff that you can learn through the weekly Q&A career coaching Q&A sessions that come with the Unspiced Pro membership. So not only do we have the TV commercial masterclass coming up, but also weekly career guidance sessions with a live Q&A with me. Um, and that's just at the moment a very small uh, monthly fee, which will go up. At the moment, it's £25 and that is going to double very, very soon because once we fill the first few slots, the founding members will secure that rate, that low rate. And everyone after that will be charged double. So uh, get in there quick before the rate goes up because so far we've had um, we've had classes such as how to move from assistant editor to editor, how to find work as a freelancer. That happened um, just this week. 
and other resources. And we're only in the first month of Unspice Pro, and we're already covering some major ground with how to grow your video editing career. So if that interests you, head to unsplice.com forward slash pro to check it out. Thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you next time. Thank you so much. Bye.